Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It had been more than two and a half years since the last ball was played in Indian Wells. Now, the tennis world is holding court in Southern California for a fall edition of TC Live from Tennis Paradise. As young male stars claim big titles and climb past legendary names in the rankings, John Wertheim reminds us not to forget Dominic Team when it comes to replacing the big three. And as always, we look ahead to day six action with these stars on the schedule. We're fired up for another week of Tennis Paradise on TC Live right now. Welcome to TC Live from the BNP Paribas Open, presented all two weeks by our friends at Verbo. It's our one-hour pregame show to get you ready for first ball every morning here in Indian Wells, where it's been said the desert tells a different story every time you venture onto it. And new stories are already being written in tennis paradise. A lot to get to on the show. We've got all the big highlights, interviews, and Hall of Fame analysis. Plus, Dominic Team is not here, but don't forget about the defending champ and our stat of the day, focusing on some Americans. Out on the practice court right now, the defending champion, Bianca Andrescu, had a nearly three-hour match against Ali Risk. She's going to look for her first career win over Annette Contivate later today. A lot of players getting in early here in the desert. Shelby Rogers making the Sweet 16 at Indian Wells for the very first time. Gonna have a battle tomorrow against Leila Fernandez. And the top seed on the men's side, Daniil Medvedev warming up. 17-1 in North America in his past four tournaments, including that U.S. Open title. As we welcome you inside Stadium One, Tennis Channel Desk, TC Live presented by Verbo, Steve Weissman back with my friends, former Indian Wells doubles champion, Chanda Rubin, former Indian Wells finalist in singles, James Blake. JB, great to have you with us. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on the desk. I'm excited, excited to be back. Listen, it, it, it's been two and a half years since yeah. we have held this event. What, what kind of memories go through your mind? You've been here a lot. Yeah, I mean, the memories are, when I was playing, this seemed like one of the seminal uh, events. It was such a great tournament, and it just keeps getting better and better. I love seeing every year I come back, there's something new. Tommy Haas doing an incredible job um, for the sport, uh, just you know, uh, publicizing the sport and making it seem even better. So I'm, I'm happy to be back. I won't bring up the memories of getting beat so badly by Roger Federer in the finals that year, but I, I've got plenty of fond memories too. <laughs> Chanda, listen, it's the start of the second week here, and we still have a ton of seeds, a ton of big stories. Uh, we've got some great matches today. I mean, this is part of why this is such a popular event for fans. You always see these blockbuster matchups. And, you know, each round, because everybody loves to play, you're going to see everybody vying for this title. It's a big one. And at a different time of year, there is a lot more at stake. Speaking of those blockbuster matchups, let's show you our featured matches today on Tennis Channel. The seeds battling one another. 
And it all starts with Diego Schwartzman and the Brit Dan Evans. Riley Opelka, a little rematch against Grigor Dimitrov from earlier this summer. Danielle Collins won her first two WTA titles this year, taking on Algebur. Coco Goff in action against Paula Bedosa in the night session. And then the top seed, Daniil Medvedev, taking on Filip Krajinovic. It's been a tough matchup for the Russian. Filip Krajinovic beat Medvedev right here, beat him pretty easily a couple yeah. of years ago, yeah. and took him to five sets earlier this year in Australia. Why is it so tough for Medvedev against Krajinovic, James? To be perfectly honest, it's a bit of a head-scratcher for me because I feel like Medvedev just has enough to get by Krajinovic. Krajinovic has a rock-solid backhand, really solid game. The only thing I can think of is there's not really a spot where you can totally break him down. He doesn't have a huge weakness that Medvedev can, can really take advantage of. But otherwise, I think Medvedev is a different player right now. After winning the U.S. Open, the, the confidence he's on, the winning streak, I don't see this being the same way when a couple of years ago for Krajinovic. <laughs> the Tennis Express heads ahead. Has it 1-1, one, one, Chanda? Uh, how does a major change you? Is Medvedev sticking his chest out right now, a different different man? I, I mean, why wouldn't he be? You know, I mean, the, for, for me, Medvedev, he has been that guy that, you know, was right there, came so close, and, you know, I think more consistently put up the results. And so when you have that kind of confidence, you finally win a major. He is a different player. He does think differently about himself. He has a different level of confidence when he gets into big moments in matches. And, you know, even a matchup like that where it's a bit tricky, uh, he's, you know, not had success at times. You figure coming into it, he's going to elevate his game just from that standpoint. But I think Krajinovic, he's kind of got a sneaky quick first serve. That could pose some problems for Medvedev, especially, you know, maybe on this surface. And, you know, he's a guy who, who understands how to construct his points. And so that, I think, is what allows him to match up better against Medvedev. But I think it will be a different story uh, in this match. Medvedev has had the most hardcore wins dating back to 2018 on the ATP Tour. But... These hard courts are a little different, a little yeah. grittier, a little slower. We'll see what happens in that night match here at Indian Wells. Let's get you caught up on all that action from yesterday. Andy Murray playing yesterday, taking on 18-year-old Carlos Alcaraz, a player Murray has said could get to number one in the world one day, but that day, not right now, James. <laughs> no, if Andy has something to say about it, he won't. He'll make sure that's not for a few years. But um, you know, Andy Murray. It's great to see him playing as well as he played in this match. Carlos Alcaraz is up and coming. He's gonna be a superstar. He's got that huge forehand. Andy Murray has got the grit. He's got the determination. He's so crafty. He's a veteran. He knows how to use use all of his uh, his tactics, his angles. You don't want to get in the cat and mouse with Andy Murray. If you're Carlos Alcaraz, you try to use that massive forehand as much as you can. But Andy Murray, just so good at moving around the court, using his experience, and he's got to also show once in a while that he's got that big forehand, too. So Alcaraz can take it to him, but Murray, uh, Murray was here doing this for, for plenty of years before Alcaraz was on tour. Able to come back, push this one to a third set. The crowd was going wild for the Brit, former world number one. And this one of his best efforts. You talk about that forehand, massive for Murray. Yeah, it, it's absolutely huge. People sometimes forget because he, he think about his defensive skills, but he can absolutely crack that forehand when he's got time on it. And he shows that he's still uh, he still deserves these wild cards. He still deserves to be on tour. And uh, he's still one of the greats of the game. And caught up with us after. Was this, would you say, the best effort since you've had the surgery? How, how does this rate for you? Yeah, it, it would be up there. I've played some good matches, but not really for a while. Like. Zverev match in New York last year was obviously a big win for me and winning in Antwerp in 2019 beating Borinka in the final was also big for me but you know today like the way that I came back after that first set I think was you know 
was big for my confidence because I've lost a few tight sets against you know some top players in the last couple of months and not managed to to turn it around, but was able to today. Third round of a Masters 1000 for the first time since 2016. Great effort for Andy Murray getting past Carlos Alcaraz. We saw the underarm serve ace. We saw a serve in volley on a second serve on match point, Chanda. What was the difference in this match for Andy Murray? Uh, it was the experience, I think. And you talk about, you know, how many matches Andy Murray has played where he's had to do different things, where he's had to, you know, get down, you know, lace up the shoes and, and just battle. And he was able to do that, especially after losing that first set. I thought it was impressive the way he didn't get down. You know, he stayed the course. It can be tough when you have been out as long as Andy Murray has and you're coming back still not as instinctive as it was for him when he was at the top of the game. You can get a little more discouraged in those moments, especially against a young player like that. But he just got right back to business in the second set, you know, kept pushing where he could, trying to sneak in where he could, but using his speed. And I thought, you know, he's been moving better. And I thought that looked pretty good in the match against Alcaraz. Yeah, it's so encouraging to see him moving that well after the injury. And we'll see now how he comes back after three hours and three minutes on the court to play a, a tough matchup against Zverev. But just love seeing Andy Murray. He's the ultimate problem solver. And, and when you got a, a player like Alcaraz, huge forehand, you got to find a way to to address that and, and get him off of, uh, off of that uh, just power game. And he got him playing a lot more cat and mouse. And I just love seeing the way Andy Murray can, can dictate without just just pure power. He can do it with all type all types of variety. Told me the, the body felt great yesterday, but we'll see how it feels today. It's the day after when it could start aching a little bit. He's got Sasha Zverev next. How did Sasha Zverev get to the next round? Big match yesterday as the German has been playing spectacular tennis this entire summer. But it was not easy against 20-year-old American Jensen Brooksby. Tricky player who's jumped more than 225 spots in the rankings this year, James. Yeah, and I think this is going to be the way it goes a lot of times when these top players see Jensen Brooksby for the first time. It is not a simple, yeah, a simple matchup. Spinning. He moves so well. He hits the ball great on the run. The one thing that a lot of people are going to talk about with Jensen Brooksby is that first serve. He served under 60% without getting a lot of free points. So if there's any way to improve for Jensen Brooksby, it's to get a few more free points. But he does so many other things well that it can be difficult for a lot of these top players to know how to attack him. And he's just done such a good job. I, I do see him being an up-and-comer and really getting that uh, ranking even higher and higher. In the third set, though, Zverev was able to nail it down. He has now won 18 of his last 19 matches, will go for his first career win against Andy Murray. Said he was looking forward to that matchup on the women's side, Chanda. 2015 Indian Wells champion Simona Halep playing Alexandra Sastovich, coming off that win against U.S. Open champ Emma Raducanu. So back to back against major champions. Yeah, and Sastovich is not a player to get overawed. She stepped up, especially in those big moments at the end of the first set. The backhand was money, and she didn't hesitate. In the second, though, you knew Halep would stay in there. She'd fight back. She is one of the best competitors, but some poor shot selection at times. Didn't wasn't quite able to get it done and Sasevich just stayed the course. She stayed aggressive, kept good depth on her shots. She outserved Simona Halep and that was important, not allowing Halep to step in and attack Dang, second serves. And the backhand just coming through beautifully for Sasnovich in some big moments. And you know, she showed such such poise serving it out. Dang, this was a huge win for her and didn't let up until the very last point. Said she'd already bought tickets to go home. She'll be staying at least a couple more days. Three consecutive tour matches, one for the first time in two years. Huge matchup of major champions. We had Petra Kvitova. 
taking on two-time Indian Wells winner Victoria Azarenka. This is a rivalry, Chanda, that dates back 13 years. Yeah, they hadn't played much, only once in the last five or six years, but it's Azarenka who plays so well on these hard courts, and she served beautifully. Knew she could not allow Kvitova to step in on returns and dictate. She used her movement, Azarenka did, the intensity she brought in big moments, and down the stretch in the second set, the serve again, just coming up big for her. And this was a comprehensive win against a tricky opponent in Petra Kvitova. Uh, she loves playing here. Azarenka, 25 winners, nine aces. Went six for 11 on break points. Jesse Pagula tweeted, legends. I mean, two legends on the court there. Vika moving on. Then it was another edition of Late Night Layla. Played Roland Garros finalist Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova. And Layla just got that crowd roaring on a comeback. Oh, she's so good. She's got such a good attitude out there. Stays positive, uses the energy. And she didn't have any letdowns. This was a high-quality, high-powered match. Pavlyuchenkova threw everything at Fernandez. The big hitting there, able to take the first set. And in the second, Pavlyuchenkova was up a break and thought, OK, this is going to be her match. But Fernandez fought back. She used variety. She's got a beautiful drop shot. She can hit up the line. Uh, with the same look, especially on the forehand okay. side. And she stuck with her game, and she improved. She made little adjustments in that match. That is a sign of a great player. She's still only 19 years old and just keeps the train rolling. So exciting to watch. She's now won five straight matches against top 20 players. Osaka, Kerber, Svitolina, Sabalenka, now Pavlyuchenkova. James, you saw a bunch of those matches in New York. What excites you about Layla Fernandez most? I mean, she just keeps getting better, and, and you wonder how someone's going to react to that huge moment she had in New York, and if she's going to improve from that or she's going to let that kind of uh, fester and really bring her down. She is not doing that, and it's so great to see that immediately she's answering those questions that I'm going to use this to motivate me. I want to be back in that huge moment. I want to be back in finals. And to see the way she's playing here, I don't doubt that it's, it's not going to be very long until she's back in those big moments again. It's going to be a good matchup against Shelby Rogers next. Shelby's riding high. I mean, last five sets for her here, 6-2 or less. What's going to be the key in that one? Yeah, I think Shelby is going to have to use her big guns, her big weapons in the serve. She's got to play smart tennis behind her serve. And she's been so consistent, Shelby has, even with the big game uh, that she has always had. She's now able to stay in points longer, uh, and she's fitter. And I think that has been huge. So she's got to use that part of her game. Uh, Fernandez, you know, she has such good energy. Uh, and I think that is going to help her, especially with the way she played against Pavlachinkova. Mm -hmm. The way she was able to withstand the big hitting and just go toe to toe, she's going to bring that to the match. But I think for Shelby Rogers, you know, she also such a good attitude and she's playing with a lot of confidence, Steve. So it'll be interesting to see, Chanda, who the crowd kind of goes for because yeah. Layla Fernandez, I mean, whether it was New York, whether it's here in Indian Wells, she gets them fired up. <laughs> And obviously, Shelby's the American. So, going to be a good one tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to much more here on TC Live. We've got one defending champion in action today. That's Bianca Andrescu. But when we come back, don't forget about Dominic Team. John Wertham reminds us that the defending men's champ could be the one to take the torch from tennis's big three. Tennis Channel Live at the BNP Paribas Open is presented by Verbo. Your together awaits.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Steve Tanda James back on TC Live. A reminder, Tennis.com is more than just a website. It's your home for the entire sport. Get breaking news, real-time match scores, player profiles, and more. Right now, Joel Drucker writes about Charlie Passarell, the man who brought Indian Wells to life. As for what life will be like outside today, here's Fox Weather with the forecast. I'm meteorologist Bruno Merwin, and here's your BMP Paribas open weather forecast. It's 83 degrees in Indian Wells. Enjoy the quiet morning because we have a wind advisory this afternoon through tonight that will blow some dust around. For more information, go to foxweather.com. Precise, personal, powerful. Fox Weather coming October 25th. Thank you so much. Our daily coverage always begins with TC Live, 1 p.m. Eastern. Followed by the day session, we also have live coverage on our regional sports networks with Leif Shiras and Jan Michael Gamble. The night session begins at 9 p.m. Eastern with encore coverage right up until TC Live the next day. So keep whatever device you use on Tennis Channel all day, every day. We are leading up to the top of the hour. First match on Stadium One, the 11th seed, Diego Schwartzman, looking to back up his win that he had against Dan Evans in Cincinnati earlier this summer. We'll be right back. Steve Chanda James back on TC Live presented by Verbo. A couple years ago, Dominic team ruled the desert. He beat Roger Federer in the final for the biggest title at the time. He would then go on to win the U.S. Open later that year. But injuries have set him back this summer, and as John Wertheim reports, some other young players have caught up. We talk about the cluster of players on the ballot most likely to replace the big three when, maybe if, they ever leave office. The first name, Daniil Medvedev, fresh off beating Novak Djokovic to win the 2021 U.S. Open. There's Stefano Tsitsipas, who in June came within a set of winning the French Open. In July, Alexander Zverev won the gold medal in Tokyo. A level down, there's Matteo Berrettini, who gave Djokovic a match in the Wimbledon final, and Andrei Rublev, the reliable Russian. And we can keep going. There are others from Canada, Argentina, even Norway. Power shifts in tennis are usually incremental less coups than gradual changes to the electoral map. These are the leading challengers. And how quickly we forget. It was barely a year ago that we had our leading candidate. Dominic Team was the last man standing at the 2020 U.S. Open, breaking through before any of the aforementioned. Last year, he was in the prime of his career, barely 27 years old, a star who played with durability and flourish and liked to go to work. This year, he is tennis's forgotten man. It's as if he made some sort of deal with the tennis fates. Win a major, then disappear. 
In 2020, the year of COVID, when half the season was canceled, team played a dozen events and won nearly $7 million, including that first major. And he finished third in the rankings behind only Djokovic and Nadal. In 2021, his match record was a mere nine and nine. He's won no titles of any kind. At the U.S. Open, he was in Europe rehabbing a wrist injury, observing tennis, not playing it. How you doing, Dami? Happy as his dashingly handsome, howlingly charming new colleagues were to have team on the team, he was supposed to be out there defending his title. And in October, when the points from team's 2019 Indian Wells triumph shed, he will likely be ranked outside the top 20. The good news, careers are meant to be restored and repaired. Team hopes to return from his injuries and end his absence next year. There's lots of runway and opportunity in 2022 to build on the major he has already won. He'll still only be 28 years old, middle-aged in tennis. Tennis's forgotten man will be remembered. And he can remind us that not long ago, he was a blazing force first on the ballot. And it was just a year ago that Dominic Team became a major champion. Uh, top 10 mainstay indeed. Look at this rankings timeline from 2016 to today. Of course, the year end last year got to world number three behind only Djokovic and Nadal right now at number eight. The points are going to come off. That's going to fall, as John mentioned in the piece. But this is a guy that, you know, we have been talking about for a long time as being the next guy to replace Roger Rafa Novak. Obviously, the wrist injury. Good news, though, says he won't need surgery. He's doing well in the rehab, going to come back uh, next year stronger than ever. But, James, how about a little motivation from seeing a guy like Daniil Medvedev take out Novak Djokovic in the final of the U.S. Open? Yeah, I think he'll he'll see that, okay, This hopefully this big three at some point will relinquish the grasp on this sport. Uh, and for him to see that there's someone else out there that can uh, make that charge with him. And now there's Medvedev, there's Zverev. These guys can do that. I think he's going to be extremely motivated. I'm not as worried about his motivation anyway. You see the, the hard work. The guy's putting in work, doing it lefty, getting out there, doing the footwork drills, doing everything. That's one reason to love this guy as a player is you can tell how much he respects and loves the game. He always put in work. The one thing we questioned about him a lot of times was playing too much he would play too many events he would maybe wear himself out by the end of the by the end of the year but you look at those results I mean the consistency is there they say it's hard to harder to, to stay there than it is to get there he was staying in the top 10 and even improving getting to number three in the world uh, I love to see him putting in that work and I'll, I'll be very excited to see him when he gets back on tour yeah, and I think for, for Dominic Team, he did so much hard work for about five, six years where he played so many matches, so many tournaments. It was like he was constantly just pushing, you know, towards those goals. He was the guy who was pushing Nadal the most at Roland Garros. I mean, that takes a supreme effort uh, at the majors. And I think after he won, there was maybe a little little struggle there with the motivation and just kind of with what next, you know, now now you've accomplished it. How do you sort of move past that and, and find the next goal and the goal after that? And, and I think that's normal. We see that with a lot of young players. Uh, but for Dominic Team, he has the experience. 
I think with the injury, fortunately, he doesn't need surgery. But sometimes that gives you perspective. You're, mm. you're off. You're, you're out of the game. There's nothing you can really do about it. You have a, sort of a, a re-energized approach to it. You have a little better understanding of, of, you know, where it fits in the grand scheme of things. And you can play with a little more joy, a little more happiness. And I think for Dominic team, that's all it's going to take because he is so good. He's such a, a big ball striker. And he's a big match player. He's going to be back. Yeah, he'll be fresh, he'll be inspired, he'll be motivated. And listen, as John pointed out, he found another job during his time <laughs> off as well, worked with us here at Tennis Channel during the U.S. Open. He picked Carlos Alcaraz from the start as his yeah. sleeper to get to at least nice. the round of 16. Got that done. I, I know you watched a little bit. What did yeah. you think, Adami? So, so he knows something about the game, too. This is you know, <laughs> not, a little bit of a surprise. But, no, he's, I'm incredibly impressed by the fact that he can do this in his second language. Uh, you know, I, I can barely speak in my first language, <laughs> in my only language, and he's doing it in a second language. He's just making us all look bad. But, um, yeah, I was, I was, um, it shows how much he loves the game, to continue to be a part of it. And I, I'm, I'm continually impressed by him and, and really looking forward to seeing him back. What do you think, Chanda, for next year? What should the goals be for team? Well, I think he's got to you know, decide what that is. But obviously, being a major champion, he would want to win another one. Mm. And you know, just play, first and foremost, be healthy, 100%. You know, be able to play and then come back and play again and, and you know, play multiple weeks in a row without pain, uh, as pain-free as possible. But yeah, I would think he'd want to win another major, have that consistency uh, in his game that was such a staple that got him into the top 10 in consistently for so many years before winning. Uh, and you know, to just contend against these guys coming up because now you've got Medvedev with a little more confidence. You've got Zverev, who's a grand, who's a gold medalist and is looking for his first Grand Slam. So now you've got some new challenges. Everybody's feeling a little better about themselves. And I think that for a top player uh, is what you look forward to. You want to match up against the best and, and prove you have it. They were always looking up to him. He was the guy that had beaten Roger, Rafa, Novak multiple times. So not worried about Dominic team. Do miss Dommy and uh, hope to see him back very healthy and very soon. Much more still to come here on TC Live as we lead up to the top of the hour. Diego Schwartzman, good friends with team. They played some doubles together. The baby bot looking to make the Sweet 16 here at Indian Wells for the first time in his career. Back on TC Live, James Blake, Chanda Rubin, Steve Weissman taking a look at our featured matches. We are just about a half hour away from first ball between Diego Schwartzman and Dan Evans. Riley Opelka beat Grigor Dimitrov in Canada. Straight sets earlier this year. Danielle Collins taking on Angebeur. Coco Goff, all the talk about Emma and Layla. Don't forget about Coco. She's taking on Paula Bedosa tonight under the lights. And Daniil Medvedev, the men's top seed against Filip Krajinovic. Time now to see our progressive moving ahead safely. A lot of players doing this yesterday, including Alina Svitolina taking on Serana Kirstea Chanda. And Kirstea came out fired up. She is a clean hitter, hits the ball big, used her variety throughout this match and was able to get the edge over Svitolina in the first set. But in the second, Svitolina, she put on her running shoes and went to work. And she got to a lot of balls, had a little higher level of intensity and some big moments that allowed her to get that extra break of serve and take that second set. In the third, though, Svitolina 
excuse me, Kersey again turned the tables on Svitolina and got up a break. But again, Svitolina is just so good moving, anticipating, and she's feeling it. She is a bronze medalist now. She has got a lot of a lot of confidence in her game. And down the stretch, I think that's what came into game play. She was match, able to anticipate and outlast Kersea down the stretch and was able to get that one through. It was a hard-fought battle. Her husband, Gal Malfis, was first watching in our Tennis Channel studio. Then he went out and watched live. He was playing at the same time at, at one point in it. Some other results. How about Jesse Pagula? Low-key, just like cruising through the trial right now. No, she's moving through it and playing beautifully. I have to say, though, Steve, with Malfis, I was surprised he was talking to you while his wife was playing. That would have been that would have been a problem. <laughs> that is the respect he has and how much he enjoys coming up here. So He said it was good luck because when he got up here, she had just broken. So... Okay, you I know, like then it. Stick with it for sure. <laughs> Got to stick with superstition. Then she was down a couple break points, and then he had to leave and go back. Game to set, man. Uh, this is Gael Malfis, who, by the way, at 5 2, Spitalina was warming up with Kirstea. He had like a 40 second service hold and then was able to close it out. So Malfis knew what was going on over there. He actually told me there was a fan that, that said to him, hey, yeah. Your wife's getting ready to play, so you got to wrap this thing up, <laughs> yeah. James. And, and he got it done. That's a lot of pressure. He's handling it pretty well to have to, to watch, be the super fan, as well as you know, winning some matches on, on the court himself. And it's been amazing, Chanda, because here, you know, we, we brought Iga and Andy Murray together. Shelby Rogers wants to hit with Andre Rublev. For the husband and wife, Gael Monfils, Alina Svitolina, Gael said yesterday, it is a great situation on the practice courts because she doesn't miss a ball. And when Svitolina <laughs> plays somebody who hits the ball hard, He's a big help. Yeah, it's perfect. I mean, you like that kind of combination, your husband and wife team that can draw from each other. And, you know, I think for Gael Monfils, he's just happy all the way around. Crowds are back. He's got that energy. He's got a little pep in his step as well. Uh, Svitolina's having a great year. So clearly marriage agrees with them. Have they even <laughs> taken their honeymoon, though? That's what I'm waiting to see. It was at the Olympics. They got married and went right to the Olympics. I mean, no this, honeymoon. Isn't this whole life for them right. kind of a honeymoon? Like, it's pretty <laughs> good. They're, they're here in the desert. They're, I mean, they're getting out playing – Playing a sport for a living, I, I think they're doing all right. No, I would need some beach you need, time, James. You need James. some real beach time. Okay, I would okay, need okay, some well, beach time. All right. <laughs> so, so tennis paradise, isn't paradise enough for you? I need more. <laughs> I want it all. All right, Mario. I like it. Uh, let's take a look. <laughs> Mumpies will learn that in marriage. <laughs> he did learn. Don't, don't put the ring on the shoe like Andy Murray did. He's wearing it on the finger. Uh, Stefano Sitsipas, not married. Taking on Pedro Martinez, but but he is winning, James. Yeah, he is. I mean, Stefano Sitsipas absolutely taking care of business. See some pretty impressive highlights out of Martinez here, but those highlights were few and far between. He had a couple where he's well behind the baseline, coming up with some really impressive backhands. But for Sitsipas, it was just too much, pushing him back too far, too often for Martinez to handle it on the on the hard courts. On clay, this may have been a slightly different story for Martinez. It might have felt a little more comfortable, but Sitsipas just a little too much for this one. When 80% of his second serves in this match, I mean, when you win that many of your second serves, pretty much 100% of the time you're going to win. <laughs> At 22 winners, Stefano Tsitsipas is rolling. Uh, first time in the night session here under the lights can also be tricky. Yeah, it can be. It's a little different conditions. You know, this is one of the events where it's the biggest difference between day and night session because it cools down so much. The conditions become so much tougher to hit through the court. Tsitsipas does an excellent job of handling it. Cincy Paz moving on the three seed here at Indian Wells and a couple of San Diego kids, Taylor Fritz, Brandon Nakashima. 
You know, it, it's the veteran next gen against the new next gen. We, we saw Big Foe take out Sebi Corda. Taylor Fritz looking to do the same thing for the vets. Yeah, and as, as uh, Francis said up here, like they hear the noise. They hear all about the, the new guys coming up, and Taylor knows that. Taylor, even since he was one of the total new guys, he always has the intangibles. He knows how to play this game. He comes from a tennis family. He wins the big points. He plays smart. He plays the right way. And, Doing that, all, doing all of that today, uh, yesterday against Nakashima, and really coming with the power, absolutely kind of ripping through Nakashima at times. Nakashima hits the ball clean, but Taylor Fritz was was just his serve. And yeah, really worked for so nice, Fritz. And that big serve closed it out for Taylor Fritz. He is fired up as he takes out fellow American Nakashima. Riley Opelka, a winner as well. So you've got all three of those older next-gen <laughs> players winning. Jensen Brooksby losing. So all three of the next-gens are, are out. Foe, when he put, you know, the finger to the lips. Like I said, they hear. And uh, and then there's then there's Big John Isner, who's just, I mean, the grandpa of the group, who's still <laughs> still out there, still, still solid and winning and just being, you know, absolutely consistent for a guy that seems volatile. John Isner just puts up results. I don't know if he's going to like being called the, the grandpa. Well, too bad. I'll call him a grandpa. He, he, he. It's relative, Steve. It's relative. <laughs> he's, got, he's a father. I mean, he's, he's got... <laughs> <laughs> the grandpa compared to those guys. Uh, of, of the three, you know, other, other next gens. I mean, with, with Foe, with who we just saw, Taylor Fritz, yeah. with Opelka. I mean, could they make a deep run here? Absolutely. I think, you know, when you consider the styles of play, you consider the weapons that they have, um, you know, how this hard court plays and their comfort level. They have gotten a couple of matches now under their belts. Uh, you know, they're in it. And I think the fact that they were able to get through those tense matches against a, a fellow countryman, a younger player that, you know, you're not ready to step aside for. And they got it done in some big moments with more pressure on them. I think they can relax and, and continue to play even better. So absolutely. I think they can and have some deep runs. Yeah, I think it's fun to see the different motivations. I think, you know, in the generations before myself and Andy, you had the guys that there was some hatred that actually pushed them with the McEnroe Connors era. And then these guys, they pushed each other because they liked each other. Taylor Fritz, Riley Opelka, Brand, uh, Francis Tiafo, they all get along so great, but they push each other. They want to do well. Now I, I do see that there's that motivation to say, hey, wait a minute, we're going to hold off this Sebi Corda. We're going to hold off Nakashima for a bit. Uh, and we want to have our place, uh, you know, our time in, in the sun here and time at the top. So it's fun to see this motivation and how it's pushing them. Well, only two or three years separate yeah. those groups of young Americans. Very exciting for us all to see. A lot still to come here on TC Live as we lead up to first ball here. Monday in the desert. Match previews for today. A very surprise stat of the day. And our new game on tennis.com. James is going to break down our match point predictor. Don't go anywhere. Back on TC Live, we have been talking about him all morning long. Francis Tiafo, just businesslike in his first two matches. No sets dropped. How about a bagel against Sebi Corda in the first set? He gave a ball kid a hug. <laughs> I mean, it is all love in the desert for my man right now. That Flexing was, on everybody. That was a little aggressive, Steve. That <laughs> hug was a little aggressive. <laughs> 
Uh, I think there's plenty of love in this match as well. Hubie Hercotch, coached by CB, Greg Boyton, uh, spends a lot of time in Florida. Big foe, big matchup. Night session, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. We'll have it for you right here on Tennis Channel. It is time for our Tennis Topics presented by Verbo. We're going to preview some matches beginning with Francis Tiafo and Hubie Hercotch. Uh, James, what are you going to be looking for in this match? You know, Hubie Hercotch has a huge first serve. Uh, he moves pretty well for a big guy, but I think Francis Tiafo on these slower courts, the grittier courts, he's going to be able to neutralize that serve a little better. He's got an excellent backhand return, and his forehand has gotten so much better, able to shorten it up. I think he's going to be able to have success here. Hercotch is a higher-ranked player. He's got a lot of pressure right now. He's in the nine spot in that race to Turin, and I remember very well these days when it's getting close to that time and every match seems so important. CB will do a great job. His coach, Craig Boynton, will do a great job with getting him in the right frame of mind. But I think this matchup favors Francis a little bit, um, so I like his chances on this court. Yeah, I think with the with the mood that Francis is in. I mean, he's feeling good. He's playing well. He's playing more disciplined tennis, and he's putting it together point in and point out. He's understanding how to stretch leads a bit more, and I think that's going to be key. And you add to the fact that he's been coming in in some critical moments. He's been aggressive when he needs to be. That is going to be a key factor against Hercotch, who hits the ball big, who can, who actually moves pretty well uh, for a guy his size. But you combine uh, Hercotch's pace, the big serving, his confidence, uh, Francis he's going to have to bring everything he can into that match, play his complete game. And I feel like he's starting to do that. It's been pretty impressive. It has looked that way. Hubie Hercotch certainly brought the complete game in Miami earlier this year. James, you're the tournament director there. And it was Hercotch who won the biggest title of his career earlier this spring. Uh, what set him apart in Miami? Well, I think his belief, you know, that one, he came back from a set, uh, set and a breakdown uh, against Tsitsipas, and he, um, you know, winning matches against top players like that. He's a very quiet guy off the court. He's very relaxed. But then once he gets on the court, he has that determination. And in Miami there, I think winning those kind of big matches really pushed him over the edge. And then he, he doesn't get spoken about as much. He's not the, the big name, the big personality. But I think he's got that inner fire, and, and you have to, to to be this successful on tour. And I think he's got Coach Craig Boynton really, uh, really helping him with each game plan, and he stays the course each match. He, he really stays sticks with the game plan, so I like seeing that. Um, I think it's going to be a great match, but I just think on these courts, you know, they're not quite as quick as in Miami. It's a little grittier. I think France is going to have too many opportunities to use his legs. Yeah, I think, you know, it's going to be a key for, for Francis to – cut down on the unforced errors. Don't let the excitement of the moment, the opportunity, I mean, all the pressure's on Hercotch. Mm. I mean, this is a match he should win. So I think Francis Tiafo will be able to use that to his advantage as well, use the crowd and that energy uh, that he loves. Uh, but he's got he's to keep the errors down, and he can't get, you know, too over-anxious. I think Hercotch, he's so solid. He's got this deep well of confidence because of these big wins that he's had. He's right there uh, in terms of getting to the Tour Finals. You know, there's so many checks in the Hercatch mm -hmm. column, but I think Francis Tiafo can upset that balance, so to speak, and, you know, just show what he's got. I think that's what he's going to be looking at bringing. Uh, looking forward to this one a lot tonight. Our producer, Mark Husco, with a great nugget. Hubie Hercotch is going for the Sunshine Double in reverse. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Miami in the spring and then Good Indian one. Wells in the fall. We shall see. Uh, BB Andrescu, uh, she waited 31 months to defend her title here at Indian Wells. Today, looking for her first ever win against Annette Contivate. Why has the Estonian owned this matchup, Chanda? Well, Contivate, you know, she is a clean 
big hitter uh, of the ball. And I think she, uh, she hits, you know, a little bigger more consistently than Andrescu. Andrescu's got so much variety and she can mix it up. She can throw in the drop shots. Uh, but Andrescu hasn't really been doing that lately. And I think that's going to be um, that's going to be the concern. If she tries to hit too big, you know, and overpower Contivate, that's not going to work. And Contivate, she's, you know, won so many matches in a row. I think seven in yep. a row. She's on this streak. Uh, incredible uh, confidence that she has in her game. And, you know, she is playing consistently. She's clear on what she needs to do uh, in important points in matches. She doesn't hesitate. She's not second-guessing second herself right now. And I think that's going to pose a bit of a problem for Andrescu with the form that she's in on these courts. But, of course, Andrescu, you know, she's come up big uh, in, you know, on the biggest stages. So yeah. that that confidence, you know, you can't manufacture. And I think she's going to pull that out in some big moments. But I would tend to favor Contivate right now just with the way the two have been playing. Yeah, I agree. I think we, we're we used to seeing Andrescu, especially on these courts at U.S. Open, so confident and just brimming with confidence. I don't see that from her as, as much right now. I don't know if it's, she's not quite clicking yet with Sven Gronfeld, um, but she doesn't have that same confidence, and Contavite has that. She's you know coming off this winning. She's got this winning streak. She's the one that I think is playing with that confidence, and I think she's going to have a little more success here. Um, Andrescu, she's going to have the memories, the, the pleasant memories of, of being here and winning and, and playing so well, but I just think um, the, right now it's not uh, it's not the same uh, Andrescu that we saw a couple years ago here. It, it doesn't seem that way. We shall see. Contivate two titles already this year. Cleveland, Ostrava. Yeah. But uh, this is the place where Andrescu became BB. And, <laughs> and, it, and it all led to the U.S. Open victory. Uh, another big men's match tonight. We've got Denis Shapovalov taking on Aslan Karatsev. And James, it was earlier this year that you know Karatsev just busted onto the scene in Australia. He has moved up a ton. Now he's in the top 25 in the world. Who do you favor in this matchup? I, I like Shapo here just, uh, again, because of the court surface. He's able to, he'll be able to get into a lot of points. Returns is probably his weakest part of his game, but he's going to be able to get into a lot of points, get in on the returns, and then once he does, he's got the power to hit through the court and hit through Karatsev possibly. I mean, Karatsev has plenty of power as well, but I just like the way Shapo can, can play in this one. Yeah, for me, it's a little bit of a toss-up uh, in terms of where Shapovalov's game is. I think he's been making a, a couple of, you know, progressive steps over the last couple of tournaments. But I would tend to favor Karatsev just a little mm. bit on these courts. I think he's going to have a little more time. Those big shots from Shapovalov won't have as much of an effect. Uh, so I would tend to favor Karatsev, but a little bit of a toss-up for me. The seeds in the top half have gone 14-2 and two so far. So it's exciting to see these big-name players going up against each other. Let's take Take a look at the big matchups we have coming up right here on Tennis Channel. Featured today, beginning with the Argentine. Diego Schwartzman taking on Dan Evans. Opelka, Collins, Goff all in action with the Stars and Stripes. We'll be right back. Tennis Channel Live at the BNP Paribas Open is brought to you in part by DraftKings. Get in on the action with DraftKings Daily Fantasy, Sports Betting, and Free-to-Play Pools. All customers can compete for their share of $30,000 in prizes all tournament long. Use code ACE when you sign up today. By Tennis Express. We deliver tennis right to your front door. Order today, ships today. And by Marcus by Goldman Sachs. You can money with Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Blake Rubin Weissman back with you. TC Live presented by Verbo.
It is day six at Indian Wells. Spots available for the Sweet 16. And we've got a sweet setting here. It does not get better than Tennis Paradise. Time now for Marcus by Goldman Sachs. You can money. We are talking about a lot of cash on the line here at Indian Wells. I mean, you can move up a ton. You make more than a million bucks. You win the singles title here at the BNP Paribas Open. Let's take a look at some Americans and where they rank right now in terms of prize money this year. And we've got a, a whole slew of players, singles and doubles, who are among the top U.S. men prize money earners. Uh, what stands out to you here, James? Um, well, Rajiv Ram, I mean, a few years ago, five, six years ago, I feel like he was getting towards the end of his singles career and, and might have hung it up in general, but realized how great a doubles player he is and now winning slams, number 60 on the on the ranking for, for money list. Uh, pretty impressive for Rajiv Ram. Uh, what stands out to me is is Francis Tiafo. If I'd have known that, he, I would have insisted he bought dinner. <laughs> oh, that yeah, is he's pretty dinner. good there. Yeah, he's he's got to buy dinner right nice. now. Yeah. <laughs> he did not not buy dinner. <laughs> I would say that, but no. Are you calling him cheap? Is that, is that what we're saying? Uh, not right at all. Oh, not okay. at all. He's very I generous. <laughs> uh, but no, impressive list. And you think about how tough it is, you know, to earn. I mean, this is money you earn from your results week right. in and week out. Of course, it goes up a lot higher when you look at the guys at the very top. But this is synonymous with the players who are on form, who are playing you know, solid tennis throughout the year. You see a guy like Stevie Johnson, James, 64 in the world, $662,000. When you made that kind of cash in your day, where, where were you ranked? <laughs> in the I was around 10 in the world. I was yeah. making $660,000, and I was pretty happy about it. These guys, it's uh, it's great to see the game keeps getting better and better. The, the prize money keeps getting bigger. I will say there, there's got to be a huge gap, though, because Riley Opelka, $1.1 million, 22 in the world, and you win this event and you're going to make more than 1.2 million so the guys that are winning slams winning big titles you know they're way up on this list and there is a big gap between the 20 30 40 50 60 so i'd love to see that kind of closed a little bit you start seeing uh, a little bit higher prize money in the earlier rounds and the quarterfinals and the rounds of 16 as opposed to the huge checks that these winners are getting what was that for you chanda 660 was that like a, a, a top year or yeah, I mean, you know, I'm trying to remember. See, I mean, the cost of the, the money has increased so much, just the value of it. But, you know, the semifinals of a, a Grand Slam at that point, um, you know, was probably less than yeah. 662 that you saw there uh, for the year. But, yeah, I mean, it, it just it keeps increasing, and, and that's great to see these guys taking advantage of it. It's a good life. Being a tennis player, being a pro tennis player, <laughs> being here in tennis paradise, and obviously earning a lot more money throughout these two weeks here in the desert. Uh, on tennis.com right now, we've got a new game. It is the match point predictor game. Chanda has discussed it before. James, uh, first day here. So we've got seven questions on our yep. match point predictor game. Which one of these do you like the most? So when I saw this and I got it from the producer, uh, I said, which American man will go the furthest? That was going to be my first, uh, my first choice. But I also then started looking at the draws and thinking about it, and I was thinking of an answer. But I was told the directions <laughs> are now you just pick out the question and don't actually answer it. But I think it's going to be interesting to see which American man will go the furthest because you have those older next-gen guys who are already having success winning matches, Francis and Taylor and Riley. And then you got who I, you know, politely called grandpa in Isner um, <laughs> and you know the, the older veteran who's been here so long and I, I love the way his his game sets up for these courts he's had success here in the past so we'll see which one's gonna go further I've got my pick but I'm, I'm not supposed to give it though so you'd be helping out the folks get a VIP trip to Indian Wells next year oh, so okay that's why yeah, yeah. so I don't want I don't want to influence anybody but 
Yeah. Chanda, which one do you like? Well, I picked number three earlier. Do I need to pick a different yeah, one? Yeah, go for or, it. Or do I need to say New day, one? new I question. Mean, well, I mean, there's no way to tell with the, the games that will be played in the final. You don't even know who's going to be there. You know, the aces, all of that stuff. I think I would probably go with Will, a top 10 seed, win the women's singles title. Hmm. Yeah, that would be my next question, apart from number three that I've already picked. It'd be tough to win that trip with the, the games and all that. Yeah, tough, really tough those, on that right? one. Yeah. Wow, that yeah. is tough. That's not going to go. And you have to pick by Wednesday, yeah. right? Yeah. So you don't even know who's going to be there. Good luck. This, this thing locks 2 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday. Oh, go to tennis.com. Play <laughs> along. On our regional sports networks today, Casper Ruud in action. The top seed on the women's side, Karolina Pliskova. As well, Leif Shiras, Jan Michael Gamble on the call. We will be back with the stat of the day. You don't want to miss it. Back on TC Live, presented by Verbo, Steve Chanda James. Our stat of the day, two. I am sitting next to two very smart individuals, both went to Harvard University. We've got Chanda with the cap and gown. We've got James playing tennis there. And we will have a photo of both. Look at that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. Look, James, you were you were a baby. 